ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Friday, May 12th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are getting your text in this hour for our Friday show. It's 304-396-TALK. That is 304-396-8255. We're going to dive deep into the NFL schedule release. More specifically with the Bengals, we're going to look over what games will be coming to Cincinnati, where the Bengals will be on national TV Only the NFL can make us excited for a two-day event to release a schedule. Only the NFL. Do you get this excited for college football schedule releases? College football schedule releases aren't this kind of event. I don't care how hard they try. These events are only generated from the NFL. And the NFL keeps it all close to the vest and then just starts doling it out a little bit. Oh, hey, here's some international games. Hey, how about this game between the Bengals and the Chiefs? You like that, don't you? It's going to be a Black Friday game. And then it's an event. You can't do that in any other sport. So we'll get into that. We'll get your text in. we got to follow some things that are going on, Marshall baseball and Marshall softball, in action as we speak. And it's in the middle of six right now, the baseball side of things, and the Troy Trojans are leading your thundering herd 7-2. to two. Troy scored in the second, scored in the fifth twice, and scored four times in the sixth. We're in the bottom of the sixth now, and Marshall scored one run in the second, one run in the third. That is it for your herd. Four hits, two runs. Five hits, seven runs, one error, if I'm reading this correctly. So the Thundering Herd trying to, I don't know what I'm, I want to say here. I don't want to just throw gasoline on it and light it on fire, but I hope next year is better. I just absolutely hope next year is better for Marshall Baseball. Because right now, 7-2 is, is not pretty for Marshall Baseball. And you're hoping that next year is different. New baseball stadium, new attitude, new everything. You're hoping it's just it's gonna be much better. So you can bear this right now. You can you can take this in. Seven and two. Yeah, this won't happen again, you hope. But right now I, I don't know. I don't know what to say here. Absolutely don't know what to say. Other than let's hope that the herd can bounce back. Softball, on the other hand, how about this? The Thundering Herd, one game away from the Sunbelt Conference Championship. And you got to take care of business with South Alabama. It's in the top of the first. This one just getting underway, and there's no score here. So we'll follow this as long as we can. Marshall looking for its berth in the championship game. And staying with Marshall just for a minute, we got another champion in Sunbelt play. Again, if you look at conference championships, there are there are zero team championships yet won by the Thundering Herd. But the goat of all goats in the Sun Belt so far for Marshall is Macy Mayjoy. She won Marshall's first outdoor Sun Belt track title 
She took the pole vault. So she owns the indoor track. She got the pole vault for inside, indoor, and now outdoor. She's good with her sport. And the Thundering Herd are are looking pretty good, actually. So uh, hats off to what Marshall's uh, track and field teams have been able to do. So we'll see if Marshall can bring some more hardware home, but still looking for that first team sport championship. And right now softball is is our, I don't want to say our last best hope, but here we are. We've got baseball for you coming up tonight here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Pirates open up a series against Baltimore. Yesterday, the Reds, Reds beat the Mets 5 to nothing. The Reds are in Miami tonight, opening up a weekend series with the Marlins. The Guardians open up a home series with the Angels tonight at 7-10. And then the Charleston Dirty Birds host the Lexington Counterclocks tonight at 6-35. Charleston got the win over Lancaster 8-7. So let's see if the Dirty Birds can beat the Counterclocks Wait till the Charleston Charlies or whatever new name they're going to come up with for the specialty games. That's the only thing I I think that Major League Sports can't do. You can't really change the name the way minor league teams can just flex the name. You know what? Today we're the Charleston Charlies. Now we're the pepper we're the pepperoni rolls. And then here's some commemorative jerseys for that. They can flex that a little bit better than the NBA, just just a little bit. Uh, speaking of the NBA, Boston, Boston making this one a series, beating Philadelphia 95-86, to so the series is tied at three games apiece. New York at Miami, 7.30 tonight. Miami leads the way 3-2 here. And then the Lakers taking on Golden State at 10 o'clock. Lakers lead Three games to two. Hopefully the Lakers can shut this one out. You can hear it on our sister station, Cat Sports, 93-3 and 13-40. And let's stay with let's stay with basketball just for a second. And I've seen social media. Some of you are like, I'm done. I don't want to hear about Andrew Taylor anymore. I'm done. Well, you're going to hear about Andrew Taylor one more time. There are there are a lot of teams interested in Andrew Taylor, according to reports. He could be joining the roster in Kentucky. He could be going to Mississippi State. He could be going to Ole Miss. Auburn's names come up. Michigan's names come up. Indiana, Kansas, Xavier. I'm sorry, Kansas State. There's a difference. Memphis and Louisville. Don't go to Louisville. Don't go to Louisville. Whatever you do, Andrew, don't go to Louisville. Avoid that trap. What do you think? Andrew Taylor getting some attention from these schools. You look at what he was able to do for Marshall, and you look at what the opportunity is before him. I understand it. Completely understand it. If you've got a better opportunity... If there was a job offer for you, and it's better than the one you have now. And I'm not talking making a lateral here. This isn't like going from Marshall to Western Kentucky, something like that. It's not a lateral here. It's 
you're getting a better offer. There, there's an opportunity that's better than the one you have. Now, do you stay with where you're at, finish it out, or do you take the other opportunity that's better and see where it'll take you? I don't think some fans have separated this concept that coaches come and go, players come and go. The whole point of going to Marshall for any basketball player is to play basketball, to hopefully get an education, and to prepare themselves for the next level, be that professional basketball, professional sports, their career. And along the way, they might find that there's a better opportunity elsewhere that can help them further that along. And so they take advantage of that. Now, some players will stay all the way. Other players will take advantage of that. You can't tell me if there's someone made you a job offer that was significantly better than what you have right now, you wouldn't take it? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's going to be our text line to be a part of today's program. We're keeping an eye on both softball and baseball right now. Top of the seventh right now for the Marshall Thundering Herd taking on Troy, and it is Troy leading the Herd 7-2. to two. On the softball side of things, we're in the bottom of the first now, and there is no score yet between Marshall and South Alabama. Winner advancing to the championship game. Softball is where I think Marshall's got the best shot right now getting that first conference championship as a team. Team conference championship. Because we know the first. Macy Mayjoy. We know she's got it. She's the trivia question. I told her that when we talked to her, you know, when she won her championship for indoor. But, hey, you know you're a trivia question now. Who is the first athlete to win a conference championship for Marshall in the Sun Belt? Macy Majoy. Who's the first athlete to win two conference championships in the Sun Belt? Macy Majoy. She's a new trivia question. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, May 12th edition. Let's get your phone calls and text in. The text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So yesterday, the schedule's out. The NFL drops it. It's an event. It's not... Hey, here's the schedule and a press release. Or you're not trickling it out one game at a time. Like, hey, here's our non-conference schedule. Hey, here's our big game. It's 
here's the schedule. We'll tease a little bit of it, and then we're going to make this an event where we're going to drop it all at once. And so the Bengals, you know the deal. You got three preseason games, Green Bay at Atlanta and then at Washington. Those are the preseason games. And then the regular season looks like this. Opening up at Cleveland. Again, the Bengals are on the road again. Again for the opener. So right out of the gate, taking on the Clowns. And then you have first home game against Baltimore on September 17th. Monday night, September 25th, the Bengals and the Rams. That should be a exciting game, I would think. The new rivalry there between the Bengals and the Rams. So that's a Monday night football game on the 25th of September. And then the Bengals are on the road for two straight at Tennessee on October 1st and then at Arizona on October 8th. And then October 15th, it's going to be a home game against Seattle. And then they're off on the 22nd. Here's an interesting game this year. October 29th, it's going to be at San Francisco for the Bengals at 4.25 p.m. Also, you have a Sunday night game on NBC with Buffalo on November 5th. November 12th, it's Houston. Then Thursday night, prime video. It is the Bengals at Baltimore. And if you don't have prime video, who doesn't have prime video? Who doesn't have Amazon Prime? That's the first question. Who doesn't have Amazon Prime? Everybody's got Amazon Prime. You'll be able to watch this one. Then Sunday, November 26th, it'll be the Bengals and Pittsburgh. That's a home game for the Bengals. Monday, December 4th, Bengals at Jacksonville, 8.15 p.m., Monday Night Football. Sunday, December 10th, Indianapolis. Then a time and date to be determined, Minnesota. Saturday, December 23rd at Pittsburgh, 4.30 p.m. Sunday, December 31st at Kansas City. That's your New Year's Eve game. And then to be determined, Cleveland. So that's your start with Cleveland. You end with Cleveland. Start with Cleveland, end with Cleveland. All right, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. I like the schedule. I don't really think there's a bad game on here. There's not a bad matchup. Nothing that I wouldn't go, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, maybe the Arizona game, maybe. I I don't know. I think even that's okay. Not a bad game here. So, you know, September 25th is a rematch of the Super Bowl with the Rams. Monday night football. Sunday night football, you got the Buffalo Bills. That's pretty good. Thursday night football at Baltimore on the road. Prime video, that's cool. And then Monday Night Football at Jacksonville on the road. That's pretty cool as well. So two Monday Night Football games. And then you've got a standalone national window game against the Pittsburgh Steelers on NBC on the road on the 23rd. So that's what your schedule looks like. Now, this could change. The 
the flexing could happen. There could be you know, a, a shuffling of the schedule here a little bit as far as possibility, maybe a little bit more prime time. I think four is good. I'm okay with four prime time games. And they're all good games. Every single one of them. And then, of course, the game with the Steelers, that's a standalone game. So in itself, you could consider that a, a national game, maybe not a primetime game, but a national game at 430. Now, here's something that I found out today that I thought, okay, this goes against all normal thought patterns that the Cincinnati Bengals organization usually comes up with, and I was good with it. The Cincinnati Bengals actually proposed playing in the annual Black Friday game each year during the holiday. I mean, Cincinnati, the franchise, actually said, look, we want to be the Black Friday game. Give that to us. Let us be the all-time host for Black Friday. And I thought, that that's coming out of Cincinnati? That would have been really cool have that one signature game like every year, Black Friday, the Bengals. And they can come out in all black. I bet they didn't think about that. They could come out in the black uniforms on Black Friday, give them the home game. That's Hey, Black Friday, it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. All, all time. But I think that the NFL is going to use that more to mar- yeah, show marquee matchups maybe. But they were thinking, the NFL, they, the, N- the NFL, thinking that, if they were going to do that, it was going to be the Bengals and the Steelers in that slot. That would have been a great game to have. Bengals, Steelers, you know, they could have flexed that a little bit maybe because, again, you know, you get the November 26th game. That's a home game for. Cincinnati against Pittsburgh. They could have just flipped that maybe a little bit, adjusted this, but the Bengals did. They they petitioned the league, and they they even tried to convince uh, the vice president of broadcast planning, Mike North, hey, hey, make this happen. Let's do this. So instead you get the Jets and the Dolphins. Black Friday, big-time television market in New York, Aaron Rodgers, absolutely get it. But this could have been the Cincinnati Bengals version of Thanksgiving. I mean, you have a permanent host for Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving, you know, the Lions are going to play at home. The Cowboys are going to play at home. There have been those rare times where the Lions and Cowboys played each other. I, I remember... I remember those games. But the Bengals could have been a permanent host for the Black Friday game. That would have been something that you could have really circled and and done something with. I like the fact that the, the Bengals are thinking a little bit out of the box. Like, hey, let us have that game. Let us be the NFL's Black Friday game. Imagine, that's the, that's the NFL game. Every year, the Bengals, are, everyone's watching the Black Friday game. And it would have been great for the Bengals every single year. And I, I like the fact that the Bengals are trying to build the brand, trying to establish a little different tradition here. 
grow Cincinnati Bengals popularity, let's be honest. We're in the greater tri-state area here locally. West Virginia, Ohio, Kentucky. And can you name some of our some of our teams here? Texter wrote in and said, I'm a big fan of the Boston Bobcats. Can you name some of our teams? NFL teams. What are, what, what are our NFL teams? Cincinnati. Cleveland. Pittsburgh. Would you say Washington? Would you say Washington? I don't know if I would, but what? We'll throw them in there. Baltimore, would you say Baltimore? Dallas, would you say Dallas? Oh, yeah. I, I, I see a lot of Cowboy fans around here. Green Bay, oh, yeah. I see a lot of Green Bay fans around here. Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. I see a lot of Jacksonville fans around here. Miami, yeah, yeah. I see a lot of Miami fans around here. When Randy Moss was doing the Minnesota Viking thing, Minnesota, still see some of those old jerseys out and about now and then. San Francisco, yep, still see a lot of that running around here. San Francisco. I'm missing anybody. I know one guy is a Detroit Lions fan. Am I missing any team in this conversation? I think I've got them. I think I've got all the prominent ones here in the, in the greater tri-state area. Oh, yeah, the Jets. Don't forget the Jets, especially when Chad Pennington was the quarterback of the Jets. A lot of Jets gear floating around here. Absolutely. Everybody was a Jets fan. Everybody was a Vikings fan. Everybody was a Jets fan. Oh, oh, and I forgot the biggest one. I'm sorry, the Patriots. And then Tampa Bay. I don't know if a lot of Patriots fans, not all, but some Patriots fans traded in gear. They became Tampa Bay fans, so... See a lot of Tampa Bay. See a lot of New England Patriots stuff. I see that often. I don't know which team is our team in the NFL here in the greater Huntington tri-state area. I don't know if we have a single team. It should be the AFC North, the Bengals, the Browns, the Steelers. I get it. I get a reason for all those teams. Browns are older. Steelers are older. Steelers had that tremendous run in the 70s, a very consistent team. The Bengals had some runs in the 80s, obviously. These are all teams within driving distance of our area. I get that completely. But Steelers are a little bit more of a national team. The Browns, it's sort of like a national suffering You suffer a lot, and you're proud of that suffering if you're a Browns fan. But the Bengals trying to establish, and with Joe Burrow, really captivating a lot of people with his on-the-field play, his personality, his swag. The Bengals are actually starting to build that brand. So why not do the Black Friday game every single year? I hope they lobby for this every year. Like, hey, we want to do the game. I wouldn't let this go every single year. We want to be the Black Friday game. Let us be the game. Let's do it every year, Cincinnati. Black Friday in Cincinnati. I don't know if it would be the Bengals and the Steelers every year. I don't know if the Steelers would want a piece of that. 
every single year going to Cincinnati for Black Friday. But you, know, you can mix it up a little bit. It could be Cincinnati, Baltimore. It could be Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. I think you would save Cleveland. I mean, that's perfect. Again, beginning of the season, ending the season. Yeah, that's okay. I'm okay with having that be your starter and then your ender on the regular season. But you could you could really mix it in a little bit here. Have a Black Friday game with, I don't know, you save Kansas City, I think. I think the Bengals are going to save Kansas City because, again, that's a New Year's Eve game. That's a franchise that Bengals fans – absolutely have connected with as far as, okay, that's a rival now. For me, it's always been San Francisco, and now it's Kansas City. To a degree, it's L.A. a little bit. But the biggest rivals for me for Bengals fandom will be always the divisional opponents with Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. For me, San Francisco, always on top. Throw in just because L.A., but now Kansas City. You throw Kansas City in there, and I think that's – you know, what the league is trying to match up, which rivalries will captivate people. And I still think that the Pittsburgh game with Cincinnati on Black Friday would have been a lot better as far as a game compared to, I know, I get it, Aaron Rodgers. It's the Jets and the Dolphins. I get it. But I think the Bengals and the Steelers would have been a much better game for this. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers is sort of, he's now and how much longer? And I wouldn't even call him now. Aaron Rodgers is how much longer? Joe Burrow is now and for a long time to come. I would have capitalized on the youth movement a little bit more with a quarterback. I would feature a guy like Joe Burrow, the next star, one of the next superstar quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. I would feature these young guys. Because how many people, once Aaron Rodgers is no longer with the Jets, you'll have your loyal fan base that are Jets fans, but how many people are Jets fans today because of Aaron Rodgers, and how many people will be Jets fans tomorrow when Aaron Rodgers isn't there? So I get the allure here, but I would try to – I mean, we watched the Thanksgiving game – we don't care who's on the roster for Lions. We just watch it. I think the Bengals could have done something with that game. I honestly believe that should have happened. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Let's get you updated on scores when we continue. Baseball in action, softball in action. We'll have those scores when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We continue on with this edition of The Drive. It's Friday, May 12th. I've got scores to update you on here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've been following along Marshall Baseball and Marshall Softball. Marshall is in the midst of a series with Troy and the bottom of the seventh, the Thundering Herd, putting a couple of runs on the board. So it is 7-4 now in favor of Troy. But the herd back in business, so maybe the herd can catch up before this one's all said and done. Now on the softball side, semifinals, Sun Belt Conference Championship. The winner advances to the championship game, and the Thundering Herd and South Alabama no score. Bottom of the third, Marshall is able to manage just a hit, but no offense really in this one. 
No offense whatsoever. We'll see what happens here throughout the game. This is Marshall's opportunity to get to the championship game and maybe win that conference championship, that first-team championship for the Thundering Herd. I'd hate to see this team go through everything that has gone through and not get to the championship game, but the South Alabama is really good. And at the same time, you'd like to see Marshall at least win one team championship in its first year in the Sun Belt. One, soccer was, I thought, the odds-on favorite to get the first one. That didn't materialize. Basketball was one game away from a regular season championship. Didn't materialize. Marshall then didn't really do well in the tournament, early exit for the herd. So basketball wasn't there. Football, it's going to be a dogfight in football. That's not going to be an automatic. So you look at some of these other sports and you think, okay, well, if it's not soccer and basketball wasn't able to do it, it's got to be softball, right? And uh, here we are, no score again in the bottom of the third. Speaking of basketball, the odds on favorite here, I think, for Thundering Herd fans to um, be on the, be one of the elite four on the Herd Mount Rushmore, a term that I, I grow to hate more and more. But Tavion Kinsey going to the NBA G League elite camp, Chicago. Camp begins tomorrow. And this is an opportunity for draft prospects with the opportunity presented to them. Showcase their skills. They're going to be in front of NBA scouts, coaches, and executives through five-on-five games and strength and agility drills. So now, here's the opportunity. If you're a top performer from the elite camp, you get to participate in the NBA draft combine. That'll be held later in May. So an opportunity for some of these players, including hopefully Tavion Kinsey, to showcase himself even further. And already there are a few NBA teams that are interested in him, giving him an opportunity to, to work out with them, for them. I'm hoping that he does well. I really hope that Tavion Kinsey, on draft night, we're hearing Tavion Kinsey, Marshall, and then drafted. He doesn't have to be a high first-round pick. If he gets into uh, the later part of the first round, you know, second round, I'm good with that. I'm absolutely good with that. I don't think uh, – unless you're just like the number one overall pick in the NBA, maybe one or two or three maybe, I think the way the NBA is, you can be a first-rounder or a second-rounder, and it, it really doesn't, I think, impact you too much. It's not like the NFL where you have a multitude of rounds – and you have a multitude of positions all over the place. I think if you you make the NBA draft, if you're among the names called, that's pretty big deal. I mean, after a while in the NFL draft, teams are just fishing. Absolutely just fishing for talent. Like, okay, you know what? We got to pick. This guy could probably fill a need, fill some depth here. We could do something with him. All right, pull the trigger there. You know, you're not seeing that too much in the NBA. You're looking for impact in the NBA draft. And I think Tavion's got a great opportunity here to, to maybe get seen by more people, impress, make a name for himself while going through this process because 
he was able to make a name for himself and build his brand up with his performances. I mean, that's one thing. And obviously, Sunbelt Player of the Year, that's another thing to keep in mind. He was highly regarded, so he caught a lot of people's eye, a lot of attention paid on him. But you don't see this year to year for Marshall. And so if you get a guy like Tavion Kinsey that can break through and do this, yeah, I think there's sort of an added benefit for Marshall, not just for Tavion, but I actually think that there's sort of a benefit here because, again, a lot of people knew Randy Moss, and they knew Marshall through Randy Moss. Tavion's got that potential to be at least an ambassador for Marshall basketball if he can advance and make it through the show. That's at least what I'm hoping for. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're getting close to the end of your Friday. We will get more of your text in, get you updated on what's happening with softball and with baseball when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, May 12th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We've got baseball and score updates there to tell you about. Softball score updates to tell you about. Well, let's start with baseball. It is in the middle of the eighth right now, and Marshall still trails Troy by a score of 7-4. Still some time for the Thundering Herd to pull back into this one. Thundering Herd getting two runs in the bottom of the seventh to cut the lead. Softball into the third here. The Marshall women are on the board. 2-0, end of the third. So if Marshall can continue to get strong pitching and maybe get the bats going a little bit more, Marshall will punch its ticket to the championship game of the Sun Belt Conference Final. That'll be Saturday. Maybe it's going to be Marshall against Louisiana. I think that would be the matchup everyone is wanting to see. One versus two. Let's decide this once and for all, which team's the best team in softball in the Sun Belt. And maybe, just maybe, Marshall will be able to claim its first as a university team conference championship. I think that's that's something that is more exciting than anything right now. All right, the text line's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't forget, we have got coming up tonight, baseball back. Pirates are off yesterday. The Pirates opened up a series tonight, 7.05 in Baltimore will be first pitch, and that game is here on ESPN 94.1. And AM 930. And then tonight on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. It's going to be the L.A. Lakers playing host to the Golden State Warriors. 10 o'clock tonight. Lakers lead that series three games to two. And we'll have it. And maybe the Lakers will be able to clinch. You won't know until you find out. And the best way to find out is on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 for all the score updates and for the game itself on Cat Sports 93-3 and 1340. Depending on how long that baseball game goes tonight, because it's a it's a 705 first pitch. Just depends on how long the game goes. We might be able to get to the the NBA game here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 as well. So uh 
If you want to listen to the baseball game first and then uh, work your way into the basketball game, we got you covered. No matter where you're at, we got you covered tonight. Or if you just want to listen to the basketball game, you tune in to Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. So uh, no further score updates. Ah, check that. We do have a score update now. It's the bottom of the eighth right now. And Troy leads the Thundering Herd only by two as Marshall has put another run on the board. And so Marshall only trails by two now. It's 7-5 in favor of Troy. So if the Thundering Herd can get the bats to uh, continue to produce, we might have a whole new ball game here. But Troy only has a two-run lead at this moment. Marshall will be batting bottom of the ninth. So whatever Troy does in the top of the ninth, Marshall will have an opportunity to maybe tie or take the lead if the herd doesn't do so in this inning. So, again, uh, keeping an eye on Marshall baseball, trying to come back against Troy. I would love to see the herd win this series. And then Thundering Herd trying to punch its ticket to the championship game, Sunbelt Conference softball championship tomorrow, and Marshall with the 2-0 lead over South Alabama, top of the fourth. I think we got it all in. I think we got it all in. So, back with you on Monday here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Until then, if you would, if you're on social media, you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. You can also subscribe to our podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in to ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Have a great night, everyone. Pittsburgh Pirates Baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.